Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. to the Forza Italian Football Podcast. It's the latest series, the FIF Favourites. I'm Connor Clancy, your usual host. I'm back again. And you might have heard Monday's podcast in which we spoke to Dan Blakemore about Lazio 1, Roma 1 from 1992 when Paul Gascoigne announced himself onto the Italian football scene. Well, we have another Derby della Capitale today. Though this one, we're going to be focusing a little bit more on Roma and one man in particular, Francesco Totti. I've got Suhail Alsamari joining me for the podcast this week, and we're ready to go. All right, Suhail, welcome along to the podcast for the first time with me anyway. I'm, I think, have you been on the podcast before? No, this is my debut, but I'm, I'm honoured to be on the, the famous Forza Italian Football podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on. Back-to-back debuts. We had Dan Blakemore earlier in the week on Monday, and now we've yes, got you yeah. on Wednesday, both <laughs> to talk about Rome derbies as well. Um, awesome. This one, the outcome's a little bit different. The, the focus was on Lazio last time. The focus this time is very much on Roma because we're looking at a game from March 10th, 2002 when Lazio played hosts to Roma and 
Roma won 5-1. I mean, first things first, I'm going to ask the same three questions to everyone we got on in this series. How old were you when, when this game was played? So it was probably a couple of weeks before my 10th birthday. So okay. it was when I was really getting into football, I suppose. So it's probably one of my earlier memories, especially of Italian football. That's what's said about World Cups, isn't it? The, the World Cup that is yeah. sticks out for you is the one closest to your 10th birthday. So that fits yeah, in. absolutely. Right. We're coming at this from a similar angle then, I guess, because my first World Cup is very much the 2002 World Cup, which was just a couple of months after this. But, yeah. And do you remember where you were when you first saw this game or the highlights of the game? Yeah, so, um, so at that time, Italian football was, was shown on British TV and it was more accessible than English football. So um, unfortunately, at that point, um, the, the main broadcaster wasn't showing, they weren't showing live games, but they had a highlights package. I think it was every Sunday. Um, and I, remember, I just remember sitting in my living room and watching that um, with my older brother. So it was my older brother that actually got me into Italian football. Uh, he was an AC Milan fan, so I followed but I had to be different so I picked Roma and yeah so I just remember sitting and watching and I just remember Totti standing out in that match it was 5-1 win but it was all about Totti right so my next question is why this game and is the answer simply Francesco Totti pretty much yeah I mean also as a, I've sort of followed Roma since that point, or I'd say probably the season before, so the Scudetto season, and yeah, Totti is just Totti, isn't he? So um, I think this match probably encapsulates his talent more than any other, despite right. the fact he only scored one in of those five. His influence in the match was just incredible. So I, I think that's why it stands out to me as one of my favourite games that I've ever seen in Italian football. Yeah, well, he, he did only score one, but he had a hand very much in three. But we we will get on to that. Yeah, sorry, I was just jumping ahead a bit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it always happens. We get excited when we look back at these games. Of course. But Roma, you mentioned in your piece that they were they were on the brink, basically, of really, really challenging. And while I agree with you, I also have to kind of catch myself because they were the champions at this point. They won the Scudetto. They were, the yeah. And you look at the squad and the seasons before that. The year they won the Scudetto was the first season they had finished in the top three since 1987 to 88. So it's about 15 years. And they had players like Antonio Cassano as a teenager, Cafu, Gabriel Batistuta. This was a big, big squad. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the team from back to front, it's just filled with stars. And even on that night, Batistuta wasn't even playing, Um, you know, if you, if you look at the midfield, you had people like Emerson, you had Cassano, Montella, Totti up front, you know, um, there's Walter Samuel in defence. The team was just incredible. Um, and I suppose when when you look back at that period in Italian football, obviously you have Juventus, you have AC Milan Inter, but then you have teams like Lazio, Roma. So they, they were the two most recent Scudetto winners at that point as well. And both teams were just filled with superstars. It really was. You look at the Lazio team as well. Alessandro Nesta, Simone Inzaghi, Stankovic, Ernan Crespo. Mendieta was on the bench. And then they had yeah. Denise Mihailovic as well, playing against his former team. Yeah, it's just an incredible set of players. And I think as well, that's what makes it stand out to me so much, is that this was such a comprehensive win against maybe not 
as good a team, but you know, a, a team filled with superstars, a team that had won the Scudetto only a year and a half before. One of the things I really like about this game, having spoken to Dan recently for the first episode in the series, is that yeah. Sinisa Mihailovic played for Lazio and Diego Fuzer played for Roma. In the game we spoke about on Monday, it was the opposite way around. Fuzer yeah. was playing for... <laughs> it was just a strange little turn of it's, events. There, yeah, but... it's a strange little thing, isn't it? Yeah. One of, it doesn't happen outside of Italy too often. And even in Italy, the Rome derby isn't really the game where players swap sides that freely. It's more up no, in Milan. It's but... not... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you, you wouldn't find that much. I mean, I think it's only, I think Alexander Kolarov is probably the only player that's scored for both teams. Um, it, it's quite rare to see a player who would cross that divide. But for to have sure. two within our features, it's, yeah, it's quite strange, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and Kolarov had a really hard time endearing himself to Roma as well. But coming into this game, Roma were third on yeah. 50 points, two points off top. They had Juve and Inter ahead of them. Lazio were seventh with 36 points. But Lazio hadn't lost a game at home all season. And even after this, they wouldn't go on to lose another. So this was their only home defeat. And it was a thumping. We need to start with Vincenzo Montella, right? Because yeah. a lot of people can can overlook his contribution as a player, given that his coaching career hasn't exactly gone as planned. But he scored four goals in the Rome derby, and he's almost forgotten about. That's the strangest thing. So, you know... Just got four in a derby in probably one of the fiercest derbies in the world, and to, you know the, he wasn't even the the biggest talking point in the derby. Um, I think the most interesting thing about that is going into that match, Montella had actually only scored one goal that season. I mean, it was quite an injury hit campaign, but he he'd only I think he'd netted once in Serie A and once in the Champions League. Um, and towards the end of the, I think by the end of the season, he'd only scored thirteen goals. But those 13 came in six matches. So it was just a case of, you know, smashing four against Lazio. I think he got a hat-trick against Lecce. Or, you know, it, it was quite remarkable to, to go in with only one goal in your entire season and then to hit four against your bitter rivals. It's not bad, is it? No. The reason he's forgotten is because of Francesco Totti, who, who himself had a hand in three of Montella's yeah. goals. So the first things first, there was the, the beautiful black back heel that he played to take two Lazio players out of the game to give the ball to Candela, who then whipped it in and Montella scored. One thing that bothered me about this goal, though, was Alessandro Nesta and and all he's known for now. His, yeah. his defensive efforts were horrendous, as they were for the second and as they were again when he fouled. I think, it, I can't remember who he It was Montella that he fouled? Yeah, for the, yeah. But so he, he, was, he was torrid. It was quite a disastrous performance. Um, so you, you think of Nesta as probably this classy and almost faultless defender. Um, he's, the only thing that held him back seemed to be injuries. But then when you look at this match, it was just a car crash from start to finish. So he, he lost Montella for the first goal. Uh, I think it was for the second goal, he, he just misread it completely. So it was a loose ball. Instead of clearing it, Montella was able to uh, ghost in in front and, and tap it in. And it was such a bad performance. He was substituted at half-time. And, you know, I, I think there are three players that you think of when you think of this match. So, Totti, Montella and Alessandro Nesta. It was probably his worst performance in a Lazio shirt. And pr probably across his career. I mean, on the biggest stage, it was such a disastrous performance. Yeah, well, Montella beaten to the ball for all three goals. He was taken off yeah. at half-time, but they were already 3-0 down. The damage was very much done by then. Yeah, absolutely. 
Right, can, can we get on to... Oh, just before we get on to the main man, actually. If yeah. we're going to talk about the, the third goal, right? Because it's it's 2-0. It's not even, what was there, 36, 37 minutes gone? And Cafu yeah. is absolutely taking the piss in the corner, just winding Lazio players up. And Dino Baggio fouls him. And then Totti whips in a great delivery, to be fair, on Montella heads. Yeah. But to be playing like that, uh, your fullback, your, uh, obviously it's Cafu, right? He's not just anyone. But when well, your no, fullback but... is openly mocking your fierce rivals in the first half of a derby, you know it's your day. Oh, absolutely. Especially as Roma were the away team in that match as well. So it's, you know, you have the whole Stadio Olimpico against you. And it wasn't just Cafu, it was Candelar as well. You know, on either side, they were just tearing strips out of Lazio. It was just, it was so easy for them. And and like you say, you know, the frustration got to Lazio and it was quite a needless free kick. But the delivery from Totti was just perfect. And I have to give credit to Montella as well, because that was quite a difficult header. Um, it's quite, a, you know, sort of an accurate, powerful header in quite a crowded box. But again, it's Alessandro Nesta who's lost him. Yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to, to do, though, if you're Montella. You've lost Nesta. Give him some credit, right? Yeah. And then you've managed to execute that header for your hat trick. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Ottimo il tandem ancora con Montella. Vai, vai Francesco. Ecco Totti, 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 il pallonetto di Meghetta. No! The reason we're we're really here talking today is because of Francesco Totti. Yeah. I'm just going to let you take it away. So I'll... Well, I mean, I don't know where you start with this performance. It was just, <laughs> if you watch the match back from start to finish, the thing that you notice is Totti. He's everywhere. So he, he dropped deep to collect the ball, but then it was just pinging these perfect passes from back to front, uh, side to side. It was just incredible. Um the influence that he had on that team as well. And he was, you know, they were missing Batistuta, but it was Montella and Totti leading the line. Totti, Lazio just could not get near him. So you, you look at the second goal, for example, uh, Montella's second goal, Totti just picks the ball up in midfield and he just casually burst through the defence. Um, Sinisa Mihailovic put in quite a late tackle, couldn't get near him. It was just weaving his way through. And then it was a low shot. It was parried into Montella. And, you know, as we previously mentioned, Nesta missed it. Montella was able to tap in. But all that stemmed from Totti. Um, I think, as you mentioned earlier as well, his his back heel to put Candela through. What other player is going to do that? Between two Lazio defenders on the touchline as well. And then we have to speak about the, the final goal. So Montella scored four. But he was outdone by a single goal by Totti, who yeah, just well, picked this, the ball up. This yeah. is a goal that I think every every Italian football fan will know. 
they, they might not necessarily know the game that it came in. They'll know it was against Lazio, but maybe not that it was to, to cap off a 5-1 win. Yeah, the significance of it. Um, so Totti basically just picked up a loose ball from the edge of the box. Uh, it was Angelo Peruzzi in net as well. So not a bad goalkeeper to score against. And it was just the most elegant dink over the entire defence, over the goalkeeper. And it was just perfection, wasn't it? Um, and yeah. You know, to, to wrap up a 5-1 win. To do that on any stage, I mean, it's just phenomenal. To do it against yeah. Lazio, uh, it's, you do, you're genuinely lost for words trying to describe this. But then there was a similar one a few years later against Inter as well. And, you know, it, he seemed to relish being on the biggest stage to, to pull off the most outrageous tricks and skills and goals. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? To, to wrap up a 5-1 win over your bitter rivals. No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. You said, um, obviously, Batistuta missed this game. So, Totti and yeah. Montella were nominally the forwards. But yeah. Totti is one of those strange players, right? Because he's he's an attacking player, but he's not a forward. He's not really a 10. What was no. what was his actual role in this game? See, it, it's quite hard to pin him down to a single role, I think. Because, you know, he quite clearly started off up front. But then you look at the, the first goal, he, he drifted quite far left. Um, to pick up the ball, and that's how he threaded Candela through. Um, other times, he's, he's dropped deeper than the midfield, even. Um, and I think it, it's not something that you always associate with Totti, but the energy that he had in that game, just to sort of the engine to get up and down the field, as well as being able to ping the perfect pass. It was the way that he moved with the ball was just, you know, incredible in this match. Um, Montella, after he got his four, he, he did go off and I think at that point that's when Totti moved into a bit more of an advanced position and that's when he was able to sort of collect the ball on the edge of the box but again, collecting the ball on the edge of the box is one thing, to be able to loft it over a defence and a goalkeeper is something else The, the audacity to even try it though, I mean, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's rude, yeah. it's disrespectful uh, you'd be fuming if you were a Lazio fan but the, the commentator Carlo Zampa, obviously famous for his Roma commentary he it's just starts laughing when yeah, it goes it's the in. the only way and you can watch that match. It is, isn't it? I, d- yeah. I don't care for Lazio or Roma, but I watch it with his commentary and yeah. I react the same way as him. It, one of those moments that it doesn't matter who you support, unless it's Lazio. When you see a goal like that, you just you lose it a little bit. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, if you look through his highlights reel, so there's the goal against Sampdoria, there's the one that I mentioned against Inter. There's so many outrageous goals and you know, it just brings the fun out in you, doesn't it? Uh, it's just, yeah, it it absolutely does. I feel like a child, having watched it back a little bit last night and even more today, I, I'm a little bit giddy just thinking about yeah. it. And when I we think... finish recording this, I'm going to go and watch it again a few more times. Absolutely. Watching it once doesn't do it justice at all, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Not at all. <laughs> it's one of those goals that I'll be able to revisit throughout my life. It's never yeah. going to get old. And I'd imagine as a Roma fan, it's that even it's that bit more special as well. Absolutely. And I think this is why I, I've put this down as my favourite game, because that moment is just something that you never forget. So Montella scored four goals, but, you know, unless you look back at them, it, it's quite hard to actually picture how those goals went in. But Totti's goal just stays with you. Even, you know, coming up 20 years later, it just stays with you. For sure. It's one of those games that a lot happened, but so much more almost happened. So Sinisa Mihailovic 
came very close with a free kick. And yeah. this was at 3-0 to Roma. And the roar from the Roma Ultras when it went wide was so loud. There yeah. was clearly that so much tension still built up. Capello was still losing his mind on the touchline. So there was very much a feeling that it wasn't over yet, even at 3-0. Well, no, I mean, as, as we said earlier, that the talent in that Lazio team, so when you have someone like Hernan Crespo leading the line, there's always going to be a threat. So I think even at 3-0 against a team that have not lost at their own stadium in the entire season, you, you can't get complacent. And I think that the tension was definitely there. But after Totti's goal, um, if, if you watch the match back, it's it's quite evident as well when you, when you hear these sort of Roma, Roma players are passing the ball across the defence and you can hear the Olays from the the curve of sword. and I think that's the release of the tension there. But again, it took getting to five one up before Roma fans were able to express that. Yeah, it's that that nervousness will always exist, especially yeah. for a club like Roma, right? With that reputation of absolutely, it always yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, for them. yeah. The, the great crime about this game, though, is Stankovic's goal was a beaut, and nobody cares. This is the thing. I mean, we talk about Montella being forgotten, but. Stankovic's goal was just incredible as well. It was so he collected. It was quite a nice passing move as well, and the ball dropped down to him. He, I think he, he took it past. I think it was Tomasi, and then just sent in like a, a dipping effort from quite far out. And it was it was an absolutely perfect shot. But again, nobody cares. Nobody remembers it. Oh, even exactly. Even Montella's four. It's. Even Montella's fourth goal, though, it, it, another one, it was yeah. unbelievable. In any other game, it's uh, yeah. incredible. It's. I think this is the thing about this match. It's You're looking at three amazing goals, a player who's scoring four, and Totti is the only thing that people remember about it. It's ridiculous. And it, it says so much about what Francesco Totti is as well, though, that I can't dispute anything you've just said. You know, that it's all no, Absolutely. Um, I had to watch it back a couple of times just to make sure, you know, I, I didn't have blinkers on. It wasn't, um, but, you know, you you cannot argue with the, the performance that he put in in that match. And, you know, it's coming off the Scudetto winning season, you know, Roma kept, took it to the final day in that campaign as well. But, you know, since then, there's not really been a lot to cheer about. Totti is Totti and the, the goals that he scored, the, the flicks, the, the first touches that he, he displayed since then, you know, that that always stays with Roma fans. Mm. Well, Totti is eternal, right? He's the Absolute, eternal king yeah. of the eternal yeah. city. Well, you look at the scenes when he retired and, you know, I, I'm sure there were, there were many people in the stadium then that were there on that day and probably remembered that goal and remember that performance. And it's, it's sort of a culmination of, of all the moments that he's provided for not just Roma fans, but I think for Italian football in general. Well, Totti's retirement was particularly emotional. I, I, again, like I say, I've no particular affiliation to, to Roma, but I watched his, his last game and I was getting a little bit of a lump in my throat and getting a little bit misty-eyed. And I had yeah. to catch myself thinking, what am, what's wrong with me? He's just a footballer who plays in a different country who's retired. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's, it's, it was the appreciation that you know we got to see him in action. We got to enjoy his skill and his ability. And it was... It was just so natural as well. Mm. Um, everything seemed to come naturally to him. And there, there was, I, I hesitate to use the word, but there's some innocence about it that he just seemed to play football for the joy of it. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. And the fact that he stayed with Roma his whole career suggests yeah. that that love, yeah. that emotion was a big part of it. They ended the season just one point off top. So they finished second, a point behind Juve. And yeah. do you think if they had won the Scudetto this year, it would have been back-to-back seasons. Do you think they would have gone on to do a lot more since? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I think that's quite hard to say because I think a lot of the success was built on the, the quite extraordinary funding that was pumped into the club at the time. And I think the same for Lazio. I think that season was probably the point where it was starting to catch up with them. Um, but then again, success breeds more success. So whether they'd have been able to push on at that point, it, it's quite hard to say. I think they definitely had the squad to do it. It's just to come so close. And again, Roma are a team that, you know, they lift silverware and then they could probably go in another 20 years before they win something else. I don't think it, has the same impact as a as a team like Juventus or AC Milan. Their their droughts can last three or four years. Roma, you're, you're looking at decades in some cases. It, yeah. I think it's it's a difficult one. Um, it was probably built on quite shaky foundations, and I think the it probably wouldn't have lasted either way. But again, it would have been nice to to think that you know they would have had more to show for what was quite an extraordinary team that was built at the time. Mm. It's almost deserving, and they they finished eighth. They finished second eight times since, and third yeah. twice. They're they're always the bridesmaid, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, even to to get to the Champions League semi-finals and to push Liverpool so close, and you know, 
after such a disastrous start in that tie, you know, it's always the case of coming so close but never quite being able to cross the line. And I think it's something that Roma fans probably just have to accept and to, to learn to live with at this point. Yeah, they've they've finished second through so many different cycles as well. Though, like they yeah. finished second to a great Milan team, they finished second to a great Inter team, and to a great Juve team. So you would ask the question: When those clubs have fallen away, why haven't Roma been been there to take the to take the spot? But that's not what we're here to do today. We'll focus on the positive. No. Yeah. So how, we, yeah. we've reached the end of this. Um, thank you very much for coming on and talking about oh, your favorite game. Absolutely, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.